We're getting started with a new year this week. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I need to lose weight, and even more weight, after the Christmas break. But what about you? Do you want to get fit? Or perhaps go back to school for a degree? Here are the top resolutions people made last year. Exercise more. Eat healthier. Lose weight. Spend more time with family and friends. Live more economically. Spend less time on social media. Reduce stress. And stop smoking. Now these life changes are just that. They're life changes. They can help improve the quality of our lives. We might ask as we start this year, what might be good spiritual resolutions to make? Yes, spiritual resolutions. That is, what can help us grow spiritually this coming year? Time in scripture, prayer, enjoying spiritual community, taking time for worship. But what if we pushed even deeper than that? What do I mean? Well, actually, the key to our life with God begins with character. God is less interested in what we are doing than the people we are becoming. Maybe it would be good to say that again. God is less interested in what we are doing than who we are becoming. And yes, the spiritual disciplines can shape us into, as we are becoming, yet once again we can go deeper. Hear the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things there is no law. Now we might ask as we start this year, how is that fruit going to grow in my life in increasing measure? This is a lot tougher than beginning a new diet. This means subjecting myself to the control and guidance of the Spirit of God. It's explained simply like this. If we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That's Galatians 5.25. Yes, this life is explained first as a walk. Think of what it means to walk with someone else. It means pacing your steps with theirs, finding a rhythm you can share together, being attentive, watching, and learning a stride, keeping your eyes on that person to see the moves that that person is making. Then over time, this means developing a sensitivity to that person so that you come to anticipate that person's moves. I love those shows on the Nature Channel that reveal how animals in a herd can move together. It may be a school of fish or herd of wildebeests in Africa. They come to move almost as one. It's remarkable. Now, for them, it may be instinctual, but it's not for us. We must learn to follow the Holy Spirit. We must learn what grieves the Holy Spirit and how to keep in step with the Spirit. One metaphor that has helped me through the years is the, one, the metaphor wind. When Jesus spoke to the rabbi Nicodemus about the Spirit at work in us, he explained that we cannot see the wind, but we can see its effect. 
and this is true of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We cannot see the Spirit, but we can see the fruit of the Spirit. I become very attuned to the wind when I'm out sailing on Biscayne Bay. And sailing is a skill for sure, but I think it's also an art. One must find a groove with the wind, knowing its direction and strength, and then trim the sails to move with the wind. The wind provides the power to move the boat. It becomes the process of fine-tuning the sails for the conditions and harnessing that wind. And it's a beautiful thing for sure. This week might feel a little like sailing lessons. This is what we want to learn to do with the Spirit. Except the Spirit of God is personal, engaged, and involved with us as a friend might be in our lives. We might not see how pivotal the work of the Spirit of God in our lives is. You see, God the Father planned our salvation, and Jesus the Son accomplished the work of redemption through his work on the cross. But it is only the Holy Spirit that makes application of all that Jesus has done on our behalf. It is the Spirit alive in us. We receive the presence of the Spirit when we come to faith in Christ, and as a result the Spirit provides our vital link to God. Indeed, our bodies become the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit leads us into the fullness of the truth of the Gospel. The Spirit opens our eyes so that we can understand spiritual truth in the Scriptures. The Spirit counsels us and leads us, and also is our advocate. The Holy Spirit also helps us to pray. The Spirit also makes possible our adoption into God's family. And the Spirit is also the seal that God has placed upon us, the sign of ownership that we belong to the Lord. The Spirit helps us to learn to live as children of God and enables us to cry out to the Father. You see, the Spirit gives us a new fellowship with our loving Father. And the Holy Spirit is also called our guarantee, the guarantee that the Lord has set His affection on us and that we are His. Now, as we're beginning to learn about the Spirit this year, it seems strange that so much of the time we remain blind to the presence and work of the Spirit. But the truth is that any spiritual growth you have known in your life any awareness of the love of God or the truth about Jesus, any sense of the grace of God you have come to know, all of this was accomplished by the work of the Spirit of God. I remember learning this many years ago and discovering a hunger to understand the work of the Spirit and to learn to cooperate with the Spirit at work in my life. And this is one of the things that we're going to work on this week as we begin a new year. Here's how we can begin in prayer. Father God, thank you for giving us to us your Holy Spirit. Teach us your ways, O Lord, that we might learn to walk in your truth. And reveal to us the presence of your Spirit. For in your name we pray. Amen. <music> 